So today I'm meeting with Anne Van Sant. Anne is Professor Emeritus at physical, the Physical Therapy Program at Temple University and is Editor-in-Chief Emeritus of uh, the Pediatric Physical Therapy Journal. And she's a Catherine Worthingham Fellow of the APTA. Um, so we're here to talk about the STEP conferences. So in the, in the writings that refer to two-step, um, I, I want to I sort of congratulate you because one of the things that you are giving credit for is for this whole concept of um, reading the literature and how important it is for practitioners to to know the evidence which mm -hmm. now seems like you know it's, it's a it's a it, it's a given right but back then right that was a novel concept right to read the original work right and some of that came from um my own sort of upbringing as a baby faculty member having gotten mm. a master's and things like that and then of course my doctoral training and there were a few of us at that time who had doctorates so that was sort of one of the things that I think sometimes is misunderstood about two-step was the fact that we didn't invite outside scientists <laughs> but in the context that we were functioning New Step invited all the outside scientists. There weren't mm -hmm. any physical therapy scientists in the group at all. We were all practitioners and clinicians. Right. And, and so we're educators, so now we've got them. And so we went ahead and invited all our young scholars to right. be the presenters to highlight the work that was being done by physical therapists because we thought that people weren't as aware of mm -hmm. what we were beginning to accomplish. And so we were inviting those folks to present. And um, there was backlash later, you know, There's oh, you didn't invite backlash. these people, you know, okay, we can take it, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, these women had earned doctoral degrees in a time when it wasn't easy for women to get doctoral right. degrees. And right, So, yeah, we didn't have enough men, I think. can't remember all the things. But it, it's a, it, was, um, it wasn't done, it was done to build the people who had gotten doctorates, not mm -hmm. to slight anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. mostly done to highlight what we had accomplished. So was there a speaker or a topic during two-step that, that was particularly memorable for you? Well, I was excited about um, Carol Lee presenting the motor learning mm. things. And that's partly because um, I sort of kicked Carolee's butt to get her to go back and get her doctorate <laughs> with um, Dick Schmidt. Um, when I was um, president of the Nora section, we had invited him, or not him, but George Stelmach, who was at the University of Wisconsin, Eric Roy, who did apraxias, mm -hmm. um, he was in Canada, and a few other people to come in and do um, a sort of themed CSM on uh, motor learning. Mm -hmm. And I remember Carolee getting up at break and going, this motor learning stuff, where did this come from? Why didn't we learn this in PT school? Right. And uh, she was sort of disturbed that all this literature was out there and she didn't know anything about it. Where can I learn more about this? And I said, well, Dick Schmidt is right down the street, you know, because I think we were in LA 
Well, he was at least down the street from where she was working because she was at Rancho. Right. Um, and I said, you know, he's always looking for graduate students, Carol. <laughs> so I'm going to call him. And she did. So to me, I mean, that history. was the rest is history. And I think that was the coolest thing for me to see was that we were actually embracing that literature mm -hmm. and bringing it in because I knew how important it would be for our patients. So, yeah. yeah, that was the one that I really liked. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about, I mean, you've had an amazing professional journey. I mean, I don't even know where we could start, but one of the things that I am curious about is um, where did you start as a clinician and then how did you make that leap into research? Well, um, I started at um, what's now Helen Hayes Hospital. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time, uh, I went there for my one of my affiliations and absolutely loved it. And it was when they did not have disability teams. So when we went there, we went on to a general team. We saw every kind of disability, orthopedics, neurology, cardiorespiratory, it was all mushed together. Peds were mixed in with adults. There was no specialization whatsoever. It was a nice background. But at the time that we were doing that, um, Brunstrom was there because she was writing her book and she was a consultant for our staff. So um, we were actively involved in sort of learning from her and helping find patients to illustrate the book and she had also gotten a grant from New York State to train nurses um, to take care of patients who had stroke in their homes because wow. there weren't enough rehab beds for them. Rehab was relatively small, and if you were in a small community in New York State, you wouldn't have access to rehab. So um, we were involved a little bit in helping her develop that coursework, piloting it, and that kind of thing. And so it was fun to work with her. So I was charmed from the beginning to be able to work with somebody like her. And then three years after I w started working, the Bobas were coming to the States to do their first course on the East Coast. And they were doing it at Helen Hayes. Wow. So um, interestingly enough, no one in that PT department wanted to devote eight weeks in the summer any kind of course, unless maybe it was PNF. Wow. So there was a lack of um, knowledge of uh, Bobath's approach, mostly because we had a separate CP department mm. in the hospital. They wouldn't mix the children with CP and with the rest of the children, and uh, as though it were contagious. So um, the CP department was. Um, one that needed change, and so there was no one in the CP department who wanted to take a path course wow. because they were all into rude. And people would get into camps and they wouldn't cross-fertilize. So um, that's why New Step was good. New Step was still new, but at least you were learning about all of them. You know? right, so, right. Uh, so anyhow, I said, I'll go. I mean, you know, I, I was one of those people who thought, any opportunity, I'm right. taking it, you know. So I went in and talked to the director of the hospital, and I said, I would love to go. And she said, okay, you're going then, because nobody else is going. They don't want to go. And I said, well, I do. And she said, okay. So she talked to the Bobas. They didn't want me in the course because I hadn't been treating children exclusively. Oh, no. And then she said to them, 
well, if you want the course at this hospital. So she went to buy it for me, and the Boas said, okay. Wow. So I got to take it, and I got to take it with um, Boba or Brunstrom sitting beside me in the course. Who? I know. What it an was amazing classic. opportunity. It was, it was classic. And um, so that really sort of turned me on to those mm -hmm. approaches. I was particularly intrigued in taking the Bobe, of course, with the um, uh, writing and equilibrium reaction, mm -hmm. something that we really didn't get very much in PT school. We had glimmers of it, but um, Dorothy Page, as good as she was, she was not as familiar with Bobeth as she was with Rood mm -hmm. and PNF and Temple Pay. So we didn't get a lot of Bobeth. So I was pretty excited about that. And um, I learned a lot from them, a whole lot. Um, but when it came to interacting with patients, um, even children, I thought Brunstrom had more charisma. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, she connected with her patients. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Berta could get a child to do anything, whether they wanted to or not. And so it was the whether they want to or not that used to bother me a little bit. So, mm -hmm. you know, it was a different, it was two different personas. Now, um, Bobeth was great at handling. She was awesome. And um, so was Brunstrom. You know, so it was, it was amazing what you can learn. Yeah, so I stayed there for seven years, then went down to Atlanta. Um, as director of the CP Center in Atlanta, was there for a brief time, um, just a little under a year because of a family death. And so I moved back up to the Northeast and then decided that I wanted to go to grad school or med school or some school. I wasn't sure what. And um, I looked around for graduate programs and finally decided on Medical College of Virginia because I really wanted to get an MS as opposed to um, a college teaching degree, which is another option. Mm -hmm. And part of it was because I could envision possibly a PhD mm -hmm. and thought that the science background would probably be better. So I went to Medical College of Virginia. And um, it's as a result of being there that the school director, Suzanne Hurd, who um, was a former president of APTA, mm -hmm. Uh, Sue said, well, times are changing, and if you're going to really be an academician and you like research because you did nice work for your master's degree, you're going to need a Ph.D. <laughs> this was in 76 that she said that, Wow, which was amazing. And one of my, actually my master's professor, I was out on a sabbatical to get his doctorate at Maryland, and she said, you're next. And the thing that was so amazing about it is we had a foundation at the medical college that paid for faculty sabbaticals in higher ed. So I had my tuition paid for and was on half salary while I did my doctorate. Wow. They paid for the whole thing. And um, I owed them four years. That's all they, <laughs> like, four years? And I kept it's cheap. Right. It's really cheap. Right. So I could go anywhere I wanted and all that kind of stuff. So I went to the University of Wisconsin so I could do more on describing the movement patterns that mm -hmm. I was interested in. I had tried three-dimensional cinematography for my master's, but our technology was not where it needed to be to answer my questions. I was interested 
in non-planar movements. I was not interested in gait, you know. Right. I wanted to look at things where people rotated, rotated. To, to stand up and roll over and get out of bed and so on. And, and we really did not have camera systems that were in PT departments that we could afford to be able to do that. Maybe in an engineering department um, in some universities they might have it. So um, I kept thinking, well, I want to know the answer to these questions. So until we get the technology, maybe I'll just do the descriptive approach. And Marianne Roberton at Madison was doing what I wanted to do. So I went up there and learned that technique from her. Mm -hmm. And that and that started that started the my whole research program. Line yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And my students, uh, you know, there's a lot to be attributed to them because they picked it up like, you know, bees and honey and then would just get involved in it. So. so, like you said earlier, it's, you know, people might be surprised to hear that you are the president of the neurology section because right. you're so well known for your work in pediatrics. Right. Um, but what, el what other... Um, research or clinical work have you done with the broader age timeline? Oh, well, I did a lot with stroke and spinal cord when I first um, was at Haverstraw. I was on their first stroke team. I was on their first spinal cord injury team and on their first TBI team. Wow. And then when I was down at MCV, I also had done a lot of PDORF. Mm -hmm. So, um, I continued some pedorth down at um, MCV because I could work outpatients at night and stuff. And um, we actually had a grant on TBI coming to standing, rolling, and all that kind of stuff when I was down there. So um, I I was back and forth between doing a lot of scoliosis with kids. You know, I loved scoliosis treatment. So I did that at, at night in, for private practice when I was in New York. Mm -hmm. I used to see a lot of private clients at night. So, uh, you know, I had my fingers in those things. In a lot of pots. Yes. Because they were all fun. Yeah. yeah. They were all fun. Yeah. This concludes the abbreviated version of the interview with Anne Van Sant. Download the full interview to hear more about her work on the Pediatric Journal and the progression of all the STEP conferences. Thank you for listening.